It's Bealist Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on Sports Time Maine AM 780. We just got done talking to Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal. Now we'll talk with John Duke from Celtic Stuff Live. You can download the podcast on iTunes. Find them online at CelticStuffLive.com. Hello there, Duke. How are you, man? Hey, I'm great, Matty. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm on top of the world right now. <laughs> I think we're all <laughs> yeah. kind of on top of the world at this point. But And that's kind of, honestly, though, you know what it is? This team, like, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop with this team. I, like, ever since opening night, it's like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's the next, what's the next thing, you know? And I know that game two is going to be, I feel like game two is going to be like, I don't know. I feel like Hogan Andre WrestleMania three. Like I feel like the odds are the odds are going to be stacked against them. I'm a little concerned. We're going to see a Scott Foster Tony Brothers sighting in Game two as well. I think that's there's a very 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 good chance that we're going to see some of NBA's worst in Game two to try to make sure this is a big even series going into Cleveland, which they have several days off here between Game two and Game three. So. It's not a good. I mean, there's certainly a lot, a lot of talking that Boston's up 2-0, but you know that the NBA wants to make sure this is a close series. There's no doubt whether it's Tony Brothers, Scott Foster, uh, Kenny Maurer, any of the greats that know how to get the league business done. You know they're going to do what they can in Game Two. I love that we know the officials' names that are going to screw us. Right, Scary. like is doesn't it, it blows me away? And people will be like, "Oh, Donny, Donny's gone," but I'm like, "No, really, you can really do this. Like, you can really pay attention and see these things. Like, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious in, in Major League Baseball as well. Because I mean, when there's there's home plate umpires that are that that favor home teams, road teams, etc. Like, it's so easy to see and it's so easy to spot. And I'm amazed that people are just so blind to it. But whatever, it's fine. Let's focus on the positive stuff. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're totally making Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward expendable, right? Like, those two will be on the trading block this offseason? That's it, right? Sure, right? <laughs> I, I'm not quite there, but I, boy, it's, this is, you cannot expect more out of what has happened here. After all these years of everyone, you know, wondering why Danny hasn't traded these draft picks, hasn't traded these young players like Rozier who hadn't done anything, but... The, all the jokes and the laughing about not including Terry Rozier for Serge Sir Ibaka, and clearly here now, just you know, fourteen, fifteen months later from when that supposed deal didn't happen, <laughs> would you take Terry Rozier over Serge Ibaka every day of the week? You know, and it's this is a beautiful thing, and you know that's the beautiful part about this. No matter how this turns out, talk about house money. If if they get flame out here and lose the next four games, you know. You have Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward coming to join your team next year. I mean, you can't make it up. Talking with John Duke from Celtic Stuff Live, the original. You guys are like the godfathers of the podcast before it was even called the podcast, which is which is pretty great. Like, and now everybody does a podcast. Uh, do you ever just find that? Like, do you ever look back and say, you know, do do your kids ever say, "Can you, t- Dad? Can you tell me about the old days of podcasting?" Like, have you had that happen yet? When we used to use the the can and the string. <laughs> yeah, there you go. At the at the Kennebunk uh, at the Kennebunk uh, service plaza. <laughs> that may have happened once or twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do things, you know. I mean, that's I mean, the other thing. Some of the stuff live is a main based uh, show. You know, it's my my co-host Justin Poole and I. You know, we we started this show. We live in Lisbon. I live in in Rockford, and it's uh, you know this has been a cool thing. And, and yeah, it's weird how this all happened. We were on the air before, you know, Bill Simmons had his podcast, and 
you know, the, the starters now, but then they were the basketball Jones. We, we go we go way, way back, and uh, it's amazing to see the things we were talking about then, not just in, in the league, but how things have changed. And in those days, we're talking about Gerald Green, and we're talking about Oregon Green. We've come a long way. Yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of changes with that. What the Celtics did a lot of things in Game One. Uh, the first thing I really like that they did is they really attacked LeBron offensively. They they went after him and made him work on defense. What are some things that you think Cleveland's going to try to do to avoid that in in Game Two? Do you think they're going to try to? You think they're going to try to like start doing junky zones or something like that? Like I don't think Ty Lue is going to be much of a chess match for Brad Stevens, but at the same time. He is an NBA coach. He's going to try something. I mean, Joe Prunty even made decent adjustments, you know? So, like, what what are you expecting from the Cavs in game two? I think that we're going to see the, the return or an attempted return of Tristan Thompson, the non-Kardashianified Tristan Thompson in game two. I think that's really their, their next chess piece, is to try to make this a bigger, bruisier game rather than try to out... Uh, make this a game about switching and, and wings and, and small ball, I don't think that's going to work against the Celtics club. They just have better wings to throw at Cleveland. But I think Cleveland's best bet is to really throw that second big in there, try to, to muck it up a little bit, try to you know try to create some opportunities on the offensive glass. But the problem is, is then that brings the Baines into the mix. I think that even brings the row possibly into the rotation. And if that happens, it's going to be a lot harder not only for Cleveland to get those driving lanes, but I think the Celtics shooters, are, or should say, the Celtics defenders are going to stay home on the Cleveland shooters. I don't. I think that the Celtics just have a better team to be able to match up with what Cleveland can throw at them. Talking with John Duke from Celtics Stuff Live, CelticsStuffLive.com. Um, I asked Randy Whitehouse this question earlier, and I'm going to ask you this. I, I feel like you're 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 qualified. <laughs> Is either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum right now, right this very second as we speak here, are either one of them better than Reggie Lewis when he passed? Whoa. Whoa. See, and you have to be a certain age to get that, right? I mean, it, you have to understand, you know, and I love Reggie. Love Reggie. But man, yeah. I mean, Reggie's in his prime at that point, you know, 93, 92, ready to take over the mantle of the team. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I would take you know honestly, honestly, I think I'd take Reggie right now. But ask me again in six months, and I, I would probably have a different answer. Uh, in six weeks, like that's the thing about this about these guys. And I was telling, I was talking to Wing about this earlier. Like the Celtics to me right now are like Star Wars. Okay, like the original trilogy was um, back in the seventies. You know, and you had. You had Bird and those guys. That's great. Now, this new trilogy all ties in together somehow, and it all starts with Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, like, just ties it all in from back, you know, when he was drafted to when he became the face of the franchise, and then they started the super team by trading for Allen and Garnett, and then that wasn't something that was put together in free agency, and then they vanquished LeBron from Cleveland, and then LeBron comes back with a new team, and then he vanquishes them, and then they get traded, and they get traded for picks that turn into Brown and Tatum and whatever you're getting from the Sacramento pick and all the stuff around that. Rondo gets traded for Crowder, and, of course, Isaiah Thomas comes in. They get spun off for Kyrie Irving. Like 
there's so many tie-ins with this. It's very it's very similar to Star Wars. Like the trilogy is there, but it's the first time in forever that we've actually watched a team kind of um, grow organically and not right out of the blue. Like we've watched this grow. We've seen this happening for years. People have said, watch out for the Celtics in 2018, 2019, 2020. And they've just continued to grow, but they're actually growing at a pace that, you know, from from round one where they learned the lesson that you got to finish it off in game three when you can to the next round when they did finish it off in game three. And then they learned, you know what, we got to finish it off in the sweep. Like, what if they learn in this round, it's okay, and they sweep LeBron? Like, if they win game two and they sweep this thing, like, how excited do we get at that point? Like, do we, at that point, does it become bring on the Warriors and the Rockets? Or do we just have to be happy with that? Because I feel like that's, you know, with the way they played in game one, I wouldn't put it past them because, I mean, they beat Philadelphia in five, and who's to say they couldn't have swept them in four? No, I, I, and I love the analogy because there's so much that interweaves the Celtics and Cavaliers, the Celtics and LeBron, maybe. A, when you think back, there's only three years where the Celtics did not play, play the Cavaliers or the Heat. Going back to the KG Pierce era, 13, 14, 15. Other than that, at one point or other, the Celtics have played LeBron team. And, or, you know, I guess the KG, you could say, oh, nine, they didn't play the, the Cavs. But, there was, there's so much symmetry that, and there's so much that interweaves these two teams. And so, you know, there is a story here. There's a very definite story of, you know, basically LeBron's rise comes through getting beaten by the Celtics a couple times and needing to go to Miami. And now we're at the, I think we're at the end. I think we're near the end. I look at this guy, LeBron James, and I see a guy who's got one foot out the door. I don't think he has the same fire in him as he's had in past years. I, we saw it in 2010 when he was about ready to leave Cleveland. You know, I was at that game six, and, and the roof was coming off the guard that night. And I think we saw it as he was getting closed out by the Spurs in 14. They were just at a different level. They were ready to, to move on, and, and he was ready to move on. I think we're at that same point, and it's just amazing how many times LeBron's story has, has come through Boston, its highs, its lows, and everything in between. It's pretty crazy. We'll uh, we'll see how that shakes out here. But game two, to me, this is the most important. Uh, right now, this is the most important game of the year because I think if you go up 2 nothing, and then you have three days to get prepared for whatever onslaught Cleveland and Tony Brothers and Scott Foster uh, come up with, um, I, I feel like... I feel confident that it's they're going to be a game three special attraction, not a game two special attraction. Like I think the league probably regrets pulling them out in game four of the Sixers series and wishes that they had put them in for game three. I, yeah, I think I, I think if I think if you could truth serum somebody, they would probably say that. We really right. Their feeling is we really should have gamed the system earlier on, and uh, you know, and you know, Tony Brothers is, is notoriously a home. Home crowd, favorite guy. Celtics have lost their last seven games they've played when Tony Brothers is officiated. Those things, are, they don't just, that's not just a small sample size. I mean, there's, there's facts there. We all know Scott Foster. We know what he does. I bet we'll see a Mike Callahan crew on here in game two. I, I think that they'll give a, a professional effort. But certainly, we can almost bet. I think we can all agree. Now that sports gambling is legal in the United States, we can all bet now. <laughs> 
that Mike Callahan or whoever is refereeing that game is not going to call LeBron James for a travel in game two. And if he does lose the ball on a good defensive play, you can guarantee that 30 seconds after the play is over with a foul will be whistled because I saw that at least three times yesterday. I'm like, that play ended five seconds ago. What are you doing? Like... It was, oh, no, there's no way LeBron can drop that ball. There's no way. There's no way. John Doof from Celtic Stuff Live. Find him online, CelticStuffLive.com. Uh, folks can get the podcast. I know you guys are you still doing podcasts after each game. Are you doing it weekly now? We're doing it. We're, we're trying to do it weekly, but with the schedule, we try, to, we try to drop them right when there's a bit of time. So we just dropped one today after game one. I'll let you go check that out, iTunes, CLNSmedia.com. We also actually, crazy enough, you can go on YouTube on CLNS Radio's uh, YouTube page, and you can actually look at us now. God help us. We are facing Who thought that was a good idea? Someone thought that was a good idea, huh? Yeah. Honestly. Wow. Honestly, no one needs to see this. Duke, all right, man. We'll, uh, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll uh, we'll talk again after, uh, after game two, and then... Uh, and we'll go from there. And hopefully we'll be talking about a 2 nothing lead and yet another uh, Celtics home victory in the playoffs because they haven't lost a game there yet. I'm ready for it. Let's go seize. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Tell Justin we said hello. Will do. All right. Thank you. That's John Duke from Celtic Stuff Live, CelticStuffLive.com. More on the way. It's the B-List from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Yeah. No, that was... Uh,